Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You know, I always tell people, use your story to give God glory, and I want to help people to spark that soul message that they have, because we all have things that we're passionate about. Any way that I can encourage and inspire people to do that, um, and Spark has been a, a definitely a, a way for me to do that. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut and into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to have a conversation with Peter and Misty Phillip. We're going to explore how this couple became a couple, and then from there, some of the struggles they've had in their lives, in their marriage, and how they are sparking media across the globe to help, I guess, bring glory to God is their mission. Uh, so they are the founders of Spark Media Ventures. They help podcasters through their conferences their collective, their network, their magazine, and so on, as well as consulting to really hone in on their message to leverage the technology of podcasting, marketing, and getting the word out there to bring hope, encouragement, and a better life. So sit back and relax unless you're throwing peanuts into a glass jar just because you want to see if you can do it. Uh, Do both. So here we go. All right, Peter. Misty, welcome to Beyond the Rut. How are you folks doing? Hey, Jerry. So glad to be here. Uh, you guys are calling in from the, the great state of Texas, as I am I. Uh, you guys are down there in Houston. I'm up here in Dallas. And uh, I always like it when we have Texans because, you know, if this thing, like, deviates and we talk about barbecue for an hour. Um, I can help oh, you with that. don't get him started. Yeah. Please don't get him started. <laughs> we, may be, we may be here all day. Absolutely. Hey, like I said before we hit record, we never know where we're going with this. Um, so that would be a first, actually, if we wind up talking about barbecue the whole time. That would, uh, that's, don't worry, guys. That's not where we're on here. Right. <laughs> I love it. The, the, the religious significance of barbecue and the family table. Right. There you go. We can right. Passover. Um, sure. I'm down with that. You know, some roasted <laughs> lamb. Uh, don't take my firstborn. All that good stuff. Exactly, right? <laughs> right. Sauce makes all the difference. So there you go. <laughs> This is right up there when somebody tried to convince me that Die Hard was a Christmas movie. Um, it is a Christmas movie. There we go. I mean, I was convinced once I heard yeah. the arguments. I mean, yeah. yeah, there was a Christmas tree. Uh, there was. There it was, was Christmas Eve, I think. Yep. Uh, there was a Santa it? hat. Yep. <laughs> somebody, said, <laughs> somebody said, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. We digressed very quickly, guys. I'm so sorry. Right we didn't even get into anything. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the reason why I wanted to have you both on the show, uh, we met through actually your venture, Spark Media Ventures. Uh, Rob Kirkpatrick and I were interacting a few months back, and he asked me, Jerry, are you going to Spark Conference? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I think I said that in the messenger, uh, private message we had going back and forth. Huh? And he said, yeah, it's Spark Podcast. It's a, a Christian podcast conference. And it's going to be in Dallas. And I was like, well, take my money. You know, where do I go sign up? So um, that's how I learned about the two of you. And then I got to meet you in person uh, in June of 2021. And you guys have been great. You ran a great event. Um, got to see the power of networking amongst the collective, the Spark Collective. And I thought, okay, that's that's what people need. A community of like-minded folks on a similar mission, lifting each other up, 
that's the rut that you're helping people get out of that I perceived. And I just needed to get you on the show. And of course, you know, I'm there with my microphone trying to be like Billy on the street. And I mean, if you folks don't know, running a conference, it takes a lot of work. So if you think you can just like plop down, do an interview and then plop out uh, to just anybody who walks up with a microphone like me, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad we were able to schedule some time, get you on here. And that was just a long about way to say thank you so much, Peter and Misty, for jumping on here and doing this call with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Now, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves, because I saw just recently on Facebook, we're Facebook friends, the two of you, well, I think Misty ratted you out, but she showed an older video uh, picture of your wedding day, I think. And I was like, Man, that or I was like stalking y'all guys and I went too far back. But I saw an old picture of uh, your wedding day and I was like, wow, they were they were kids. Uh, so tell us a little bit. How did you two meet? And, uh, you know, what was it that moment when you decided that's the person I'm going to marry? You want me to take this one? Or yeah, I'll let you go with this <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The real story? Oh, yeah, the real story. <laughs> Not the there's two stories, two stories. Now, so uh, actually... We met, um, she was very young. She was 21 yep. when we met. She was 21. I think I was 24, something yep. like that. Uh, we met in a pool hall, actually. Oh. Um, I was, at the time, I was. that's what I did for a living was play pool. And uh, I saw her walking across the, the, the pool room, and I thought, wow. So I had the courage to go up and talk to her. And uh, it was she was on a date with a friend, and they... Um, Another girl, and they were so they were like a double date or whatever, and they ditched those people, and we took them to breakfast. <laughs> In the reference uh, history, <laughs> and uh, she didn't like me; she liked my brother, and um, and so I I just wore her down. You know, it's one of those just constantly being there and just wore her down. And uh, I think we were together for three or four weeks, and uh, it was very vivid. We came to a stoplight, and I just looked at her and I said we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. And she just looked at me like, yeah, what? Like whatever. <laughs> I just met you, man. I don't even know if you're a stalker or what, because I'm still wearing her down. And uh, that was uh, 29 years ago. 20, yeah. 29 wow. years ago. Now, now, Misty, do you have it in your diary? Like, hey, Peter told me a really funny joke today uh, from that moment. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I read it, but I'm sure there was somewhere like, whatever. This is not happening. And, uh, All my friends were like, oh. He's so cute, but he's so handsome. And I'm like, are you sure? Because no, I don't know. I don't think this is the guy. But wow. God knew. And that's the that's the really cool part of the story is that um, God knew just that we perfectly complement each other. We're best friends. And um, we just, he's very gifted in some areas and I'm gifted in other areas. And those are really, really complimentary. So I love that even though the way we started out, we had no idea that we would ever do something together. Right. But um, through lots of years of difficulty and pain and hardship and grief and loss and just the things that fortify you and um, make you more um, like Christ. Uh, and then we just, we love being together. So, yeah, we, yeah. we, I don't think we realized that when we were together that God's like, okay, we're going to give you 20 something years of sanctification. With each other. <laughs> and so, so the, uh, the purification of our metal through fire, uh, has taken a while, but, uh, I, we are happier, better as a couple and, and more, solid than we've ever been in our entire past right because the youth is very different besides being just stupid when you're young um and just kind of winging it and just i just I was such an idiot when i was in my 20s like it's i'd look back and just like god and and 
Me too. <laughs> and now, to now, you know, to now where it's like, there's so much, I, I say this all the time. I wish I had the confidence and comfort that I have now in myself that I, back when I was 25, mm-hmm. right. Uh, to know those things and to not care about what doesn't really matter, the rest of the world and other people and things that think about, and just be able to relish the, the relationship I have now, like to have that feeling that, that depth of love, that understanding that, that bond, which is so different. Uh, it was when it's young, it's filled with passion and excitement and it's all this. Yeah. It's like fireworks. Right. And, and now it's more like watching fireworks. So I don't have to do all the work. I don't have to pop it. And now I can just take, you know, then I can go home more comfortably. Right. So it's still an amazing, spectacular show, but the stupid stuff I did to try to not blow my hand off, like that's not there anymore. Now it's much more comfortable. <laughs> right. And so I'll take this over that any day. Not that I, you know, it was not fun then, but but the way God has bonded our hearts and knitted us together is just spectacular. I, I just can't, I can't get over what he's done in our life together. So it's pretty amazing. Nice. Now, were you both Christians when you met each other or was that something that developed later on? Yeah, I grew up Catholic, so I'm an Italian family, right? Mm-hmm. And I was the firstborn son, so I was supposed to be a priest, right? I was destined yeah. to that was like or inherit the uh, family wealth, right? But they either would, right? Take over the take over the family business, kind of a Corleone thing there, but uh um <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I almost drowned on my coffee there, guys. I know, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh but you know, that was altar boy and you know, that kind of growing up. Mm-hmm. So Catholic's very different than more of the the more uh Protestant style um uh, belief system that we're in now, which is more we're Baptist in that. I think you grew up. I grew up Catholic um, also, but in college I had a conversion experience and fell in love with the Lord. Um, didn't walk with him, like was still kind of had one foot in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, and it took us a couple of years to find our way Um because Peter was very like he loved the Catholic Church, the comfort of the church, and just like the stained glass and the, the ritual, the pews, the that pews, incense, the man, wood, like stuff. yeah. And I was like, but the Bible and Jesus, and um, and so uh, we ended up finding a, a church to go to, and we got baptized together, and it was just really sweet, and um, and really kind of grew up in our faith together. Mm, good. Good. Yeah, I, um, I always like asking that one uh, when I get an opportunity to ask that one because, um, yeah, Liv and I were not attending church regularly at the time we met. Uh, she had a much closer upbringing in the Catholic Church, whereas I was in and out of a variety of different ones, but was claiming to be agnostic and atheist by the time we met. And uh, anyway, you wouldn't know it by knowing me now, but yeah, that came later. <laughs> it came later for us. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, so. That was like the early years. You added some kids to the family. Uh, I met a couple of them already. Um, now there are what three altogether? Yes, we yeah. we've had yeah we've had we've lost several um, mm. as well. So in between those three, um, we had a, a miscarriage. We had a tubal pregnancy that nearly killed me, oh, and man. then um, our. Uh, yeah, we had a son who was born with trisomy 18. He was still born. So we have those kids on top of our three kids. We got angel babies in heaven um, as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos 
in the cap show and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Cap show is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash cap show. That's C A P S H O and start your 14 day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. And that's hard. I, um, yeah, I, I've got some friends who've, who've lost kids, uh, both as babies and, and later on. And uh, what was something that you were both able to lean on to keep from falling apart? Because that is something that tends to tear couples apart is losing a child. Here you've got three. Yeah. I, you know, our middle son, Connor, is he's special, right? Mm-hmm. He's a special needs kid. And that... Families and couples with special needs kids have like a 70% divorce. Oh, more like in the 90, yeah, well, like I mean, it's publicly it's claimed as 76 or 74% or whatever, but it's staggeringly high the yeah. amount of, because the stress and strain that goes with it and depends on the severity of the condition and a lot of what goes along with that, right? Because there's a huge financial burden. Anything special needs is 10 times. It's just 10 X, whatever it normally be. Even if it's the same product, like we used to find things for Connor, like these therapy pedals that you would velcro to his feet and velcro to a bike to try to teach him how to ride a bike mm-hmm. they were like 150 dollars. it was a piece of plywood some velcro and a screw like that i just made oh, our own man. stuff I just, <laughs> i'd make our own things right it's stupid so that financial burden and stress that goes along with that plus the the just the, the some of the challenges that occur with a special child where you, you, there's no downtime there's no you know depending on what their condition is so us having that and then we found out that liam was going to have that Liam had trisomy 18, there was a lot of grief uh, for him, but we knew he was going to be our son no matter what. Like, so we were just, I mean, that's what it was going to be, right? That's what God gave us. And that's what we we're going to do. So I, I, I think Connor was some very much help in getting us prepared for what was going to be very challenging because trisomy 18 boys never live very long, rarely girls can live to the teenage years and some older, but the boys typically don't make it to the teenage years at all. So we were mentally understood what was going on and, and, and that challenge. Um, and when that happened, uh, it was devastating and, 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 um, and trying, but I think having our faith and knowing that God just said, you know what, I'm just going to take him and he's not going to suffer. That was for us more empowering than I just, because you used to say all the time, I can't believe going through this and not having faith in, in the Lord, like not having, yeah. not having that. Well, that just such an emptiness and such a void that you would have to embrace to, to say, well, there's nothing now. And it's, that was, you talked many times about how terrible that would be. And that's what really shored us up and supported us. Yeah. And, and, and just, I, I would just say our faith in general, I was reading a book at the time um, that I was pregnant with Liam called a thousand gifts by Ann Voskamp. And it's about being grateful and thankful. And, um, and I began just thanking God for everything. And I think that heart of gratitude and that closeness, God really had us in, in a, um, in a comfort bubble, that peace that passes understanding, um, so much so that we were able to minister to other people, um, at the funeral of our son. Um, and we shared the gospel and, um, my, 
I had lost my brother growing up. And so my mom had lost a son and then I had lost a son. And the way we handled those things were very different because we could say, blessed be the name of the Lord. And she didn't get it. But I think ultimately that and sharing the gospel at um, Liam's funeral helped bring my mom to Christ. And so, you know, there are so many layers to, to it. Not only were we ministering to people in the midst of our pain, they would try to call us and reach out to us, but God was holding us so, so close and so tight through it all. But I definitely agree with, with Peter that having Connor prepared us for what possibly could be. And when the doctor said, we want you to abort, we said he's fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has a purpose and a plan for his life, no matter how long he lives. And, um, and yeah. Wow. Thank you uh, for uh, sharing that. I, I knew when I went to Spark Conference, you had mentioned to the, the audience that they all knew your story. And I'm like, I don't know that story. Uh, and I didn't know what I was getting into till just now. And, um, you know, so thank you for sharing that with all of us. Um, because there are a lot of people out there who try to struggle through this alone and they try to bottle it up and, you know, to be open about it. And, you know, even if it's reopening those wounds a little bit, um, you know, it is reaching somebody we will probably never, never, ever meet until, you know, in heaven one day and that always blows my mind i mean just telling me about the person who was saved from all this i I got choked up because you know it's it's almost always connected in some way we don't know we just don't know until we get to that point we get a little glimpse of how god's using our pain and our our tragedies for for the better yep um very true man and uh you know it's clear that not only did you know God keep you together while you're going through this turmoil, but because of that, you also were able to heal and you're healing from all that. Um, now there's probably no great way to segue into what you do now with the spark collective spark media and all that, but how, how do we bridge from that story from that testimony into what you're doing now together as the dynamic, what I, I refer to you as the dynamic duo. I'm trying to get it to stick. <laughs> we'll see. I like that. I like <laughs> I, let me take this one. So um, we, it's just another little part of this story of ours is, is Peter worked from home a lot mm-hmm. and I homeschooled our boys. So our family was always together. I mean, we homeschooled for 20 years. So our kids were home. We were all together. So there's, that that tight knit part of our relationship and I, as our oldest son went to college and um I said I think I'm supposed to write a bible study and I said I could write about this or I could write about that and one of the things was about overcoming and he said baby that's your life story mm-hmm. he said that's what you need to write and so I wrote a bible study called the struggle is real but so is god because you're right, Jerry, everybody has struggles, big struggles, small struggles. Um, people may not have experienced the same struggles that we have. They may have experienced far worse. Um, there are people all over the world who are struggling um, or, or maybe not even as bad, but whatever the struggle is, it's, it's bad for you, right? And um, But God is bigger than all of our struggles. And so that is... Um, kind of a foray into this. We first started speaking uh, at Texas Right to Life. Then it led to the Bible study. And then for years, they were saying, you need to podcast. Baby, you need to podcast. They bought my mic. They bought the equipment. And I like moved it around the house because I was like, (laughs) I I did. You were like, I thought you were starting that podcast. Yeah, I'm going to do that someday. Um, That was fun. 
But six months before the Bible study launched, uh, I started the podcast by his grace Mm -hmm. and we never looked back after that. It was, um, it's just been a fun journey. I started to see how I was reaching people from the comfort of my own home around the world with encouraging messages of hope and to share the gospel. I mean, how amazing is that, that we can, I can be in Houston, Texas, and I can be talking to people in India or Africa or South America or um, literally all over the world. And uh, that was just, I just, saw how cool that was. And from there, that led to Spark. And um, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the backstory about us working together all the time, we've been together as a family for, forever, right? It was, I mean, yeah, I you know I had, I did consulting and I was home a lot. My kids thought I was unemployed for a long time. <laughs> um, and so, you know, which was great. I, I loved being able to be around my family all the time. And homeschooling afforded us a lot of the, you know, everybody takes summer vacations. We took ours at the end or before, and there was no crowds, no people. And mm-hmm. so my kids didn't experience this, the madness of like everybody else in the world taking a vacation. So it was really, really fun, which set us up for doing this. To, it was a logical evolution of, you know, she's like, I got to do something, you know, else or I'm going to drive my kids insane. Like I'm going to be all <laughs> in their lives. So, you know, and, and the calling was, I mean, the calling was obvious as could be because, Right when we hit on the, let's write this Bible study about overcoming, we go to church on Sunday and the sermon is about overcoming. And we're like, what? And then they had a guest who came, who sings a song about it, who was like a famous Christian singer that Misty loved. She sings the song and I'm looking at her like, really? Like how much more does he need to tell you? It's time to write this Bible study. Like, this is stupid. Like we, we got to write this. So, and that was a family thing, right? So we would she would do the writing and then we'd, we'd mirror the computer to the TV and we'd all sit on the couch and edit every single line of the entire mm. Bible study together. Went through this multiple revisions, like three you know, years worth yeah, of multiple years, then sending it to a, you know, a paid editor and then coming back and kind of doing that. And that started the, okay, let's do this together. And then our talents are uniquely balanced in that I'm on the technical side, the background, the, I mean, I do all the graphics and all that stuff. That's, but she's just got the heart and the head and brings that, uh, brings that to the front. And then together it's, it's a, gr- it's a perfect marriage of us saying uh, literally a perfect marriage of us saying, you know, together we're much more dynamic and powerful than her just trying to do it alone or me just coming out being this technical nerd about it, like kind of bringing it together. She smooths out my edges and, and, and I, uh, I put the spotlight on her like, like she should have. So it, it works out really well. Nice. And then you brought uh, one of your sons into the fold as well, because I met him at Spark and then met him again over at Podcast Movement. Uh, how did he get into this? I mean, he's already in proximity, of course, but he kind of had this aha moment like, hey, I can help people as well. Yeah, he uh, graduated in 2020. I mean, come on. The world is crazy in May of 2020 mm-hmm. and everybody um is trying to figure out, you know, what, what's happening in the world. And, um, he came to us and he said, I don't want to go to college. And we're like, well, we don't really blame you. Uh, and we saw our friends whose kids were going to college that fall, really struggling because they were, um, having to, um, 
quarantine and they were at school. They were not at school. It was just, it was a mess. It was a messy year. Um, But we said, you're going to have to be productive. Um, And it was my recommendation. I said, son, why don't you start a podcast editing business? Because my boys had grown up with music lessons and um, we gave them video cameras when they were little and let them like make movies and they manipulated sound files and made music and did all these different things. And um, I was like, you know how to do this. And I said, and I have all these women who come to me that don't want to have to do that. And, and the rest was literally history. He started with one client that led to another one. He got a a publishing house that he does their recordings. And now he's got like 15 clients, I think. And he is just rocking it. Yeah. And that's a really, um, well, brilliant move on his part to say, yes, like I trust you, mom great idea. Let me do this. Uh, Because there are a lot of people out there. They want to start a podcast. They want to get their voice out there, uh, but they're intimidated by, or they don't have time for the technical pieces and then enter somebody who has the technical pieces and is like, Hey, I can help you with that. You know, for this fee or this structure, this is what I can do. And this is how I can help you. And that provides a solution for folks. So it's, um, you know, if you're out there thinking, no, that's not for me. Um, or maybe I want a podcast, but I don't want to handle all the technical stuff. There's somebody out there. In fact, I'm talking to his mom right now so and his dad. <laughs> well, and here's the really cool thing about it, too, as as, as parents. Um, he works with all these Christian um, podcasts that he is hearing every day. He is hearing so many amazing messages of, you know, God's redemption and his grace and his love and the word and the Bible and all of these things. So it's kind of a twofold thing because he's being fed spiritually, whether he realizes it or not. So yeah. that's really cool too. <laughs> it's getting uh, bread on the table and uh, bread in the soul, right? That's right. Uh, what is it? Uh, Shay Watson is always talking about the pantry podcast. What are you putting in your pantry? Uh, right. Spiritual nourishment. It? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> quick random shout out to the Watsons there, huh? <laughs> They're really good people. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I also met them through y'all as well. I mean, I they had done a spinoff and then y'all were connected. And then I'm like, oh, man, these guys are awesome. And then had them on the show. So, good. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good people. So, I mean, just like you said. <laughs> now, um, so you had your podcast that you launched, you were getting traction with that. And then, um, you decided to start spark media. Um, and tell us, tell us about that. Cause I mean, you know what it is. I know what it is from just the last few months of us interacting with each other. Uh, but the folks listening, they're like, he keeps saying spark, but what the heck is that? Uh, so <laughs> what does spark media do and, uh, the spark collective and, um, and then of course the cool thing that you just announced, uh, just earlier, well, just a month ago was Spark Magazine. So, yeah. Yeah. So Spark was an answer to prayer. I had asked God, where does my gifting and my calling line up in this next season of my life? And he was like, podcast conference. And I'm like, a podcast conference? What? I've never even been to a podcast conference. At that (laughs) point, I'd never been to one. That blew my mind to learn that, by the way. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) I'd, I'd been to writing and speaking conferences. And so I had an idea of what that would look like. But God really showed me that Christian podcasters were Christian podcasts are the largest category on iTunes, yet the least underserved in mm-hmm. 
with what's happening in the marketplace. And um, so I just stepped out and said, yes, God gave me the name Spark. He gave me the date. I got a venue. I just started calling my friends saying, hey, I'm going to start this conference. Would you be willing to speak? And from there, God just opened one door after another. And the first Spark happened just weeks before the pandemic. And the cool thing about that is all of these people came. We had standing room only in the hotel that we had rented. And it was just a love fest of podcasting. We had people from the industry that were there. We All of these connections were made and it was just amazing. And weeks later, the world shut down. And so all of these people who had been to Spark had made connections. I think probably 15 podcasts were launched out of that conference. And so people were able to have time in the pandemic to start. And then that's how the collective was born. And the collective, uh, is it primarily a Facebook group of folks who've come together who are like-minded or is there a membership website that they go to? Because I remember when I went just this June 2021, I was amazed at how many folks already knew each other. They've been connected in a community. Uh, so, yeah, how does the collective get together and uh, you know synergize like I saw them do? Yeah. So we took those first initial videos from the conference and put them into a video library. And uh, so people have access to, to training. And then I interview people all the time in the industry talking about what's happening in the industry. And so we have this video library that they go to. We also do masterminds and group coaching and one-on-one consulting all to help coach and train. But I think where we really shine and what differentiates us from what anybody else is doing in the marketplace is the strategic partnerships that I've developed with people like the NRB, where we hosted our conference within their conference. It was a a really inception type moment where we had a conference within a conference, but I am all about building relationships and collaborations to help because I know that as Christian communicators, it can be a very competitive marketplace, but um, as someone who, who loves the Lord and the God, Gospel, I, I want to find ways that we can work together to um, to advance the kingdom. And so I think that uh, is just is how it's grown from the collective to then our, you know, we we partnered with PodFest to do a faith track for oh, nice. for Global Media Summit. And we set a Guinness Book of World Records there for the largest online podcast conference. Then we hosted our own uh, Spark Now Summit. Peter ran all of the tech. We did it partially live in our home and partially pre-recorded and we met on zoom and it was a really amazing experience so we were able to and we did that election week because <laughs> i saw that people yeah, were yeah people were all of my friends who were podcasters who were the ones who were the encouragers they were getting discouraged mm-hmm. with what was happening and because the summer of 2020 in the fall with the election it was just all really heavy and i was like no y'all we are still here god has us on mission and we need to be busy about what we're doing so uh we did that and then we started to plan and prepare for the spark that you attended and 
Um, and then during that time, we one of our strategic partnerships was with Glory Stone that we created a, a podcast network. And now we are, um, you know, looking to advance the the network. And then from there, we launched the magazine. So it's really been a series of of like, okay, God, what's next? And then He opens a door, and we walk through it, and we continue to, you know, make partnership arrangements with other people who are doing some really fun, interesting things. And, um, it's been, it's been a blast. Now, what are some of the things you do to, uh, identify who is that strategic relationship? Uh, because I mean, whether somebody's in podcasting or they're in real estate development, or I'm trying to think of another entrepreneurship type of adventure, uh, venture, but I'm, I just went blank there. But anyway, so strategic partnerships, strategic relationships and contacts, are a part of succeeding in anything that we do. Uh, how did you identify and you know, discern if that was the right strategic partnership to have or not have? Yeah. So one of the first things um, that sort of started me on this path was I formed a board. So uh, Rob Kirkpatrick from Focus on the mm-hmm. Family is on my board. Um, there are some other prominent people who are on my board who advise me. And I think that there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. But one of the things that I wanted Spark to be made known for is that biblical worldview. And um, just to have a really, um, I want to be a place for Christian podcasters to gather. I want to equip, train, and encourage and inspire them. So that's kind of like, I want to work with Bible-believing people. Um, I think that's kind of one of the one of the main things. So one of our partnerships, one of our other first initial partnerships was with Mm pray.com. And so they're a prayer app, a number one prayer app, and um, those types of relationships. I want to circle back. What I think, you know, when you ask about how did Misty make those decisions, one of the things she's amazing at is is being a connector. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of relationships. She's connected to a lot, a lot of people. Um, but that the way she interacts, it, God has just kept delivering more and more people to her. And that here's another relationship, and here's another, and they she's is naively unaware of how well-known she is, which I love because it's not, it's not a, it's not an ego thing at all. It's just, she has such a heart for the Lord and just wants to work to further the kingdom. And that's like her, that's her driving passion. It's not money. It's not time. It's not some kind of recognition or notoriety. She actually doesn't like that part. And I think he's rewarded that in delivering. And we've, there's things we've turned down and said, that's not for us like that way. That sounds great, but that's not going to work for us right now. Um, and, but she's done a tremendous job of saying, you know, how can we benefit each other? It's always about the mutual benefit. It's not, well, what, what are you going to do for spark? What do you, how is that going to make us? No, no, no. It's, it's always, how can we help each other? Or how can I help my people in my community? Cause it is the, the collective is an online community. It's a subscription base where you have all the training and all the videos. And then she has consulting, which is consulting with Misty that it gives you one-on-one deep interactive time to, to kind of further, um, what you're doing with your podcast or, or, you know, multiple topics can be covered. Um, and, and that drive and that, um, that passion for her people and the people in the community always shows because of the relationships that she's developed and the, the things she just brings them right away. So if you're in the community, you're getting a, a, a force multiplier in her ability to connect with other businesses and people and bring it to the community and say, Hey guys, here you go. How'd you like, to make virtually unlimited money by producing a three minute video 
well, you get paid X number of dollars per video all the time. Just make the video. That's that's a revenue stream right away. And for most people who are podcasting, this is not a money-making business. Most of them are not making any money at all. Yeah, <laughs> They're usually burning money, right? They're paying for their hosting. They're paying for their site. They're paying for their equipment. Very few people are making money. And so always striving to help ease that burden, further the message in the kingdom, but always uplift her people. So it's, it's a pretty, uh, uh, it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing she has woven together that the Lord has really kind of delivered for her, but she won't say these things and she won't bring it forward. So I have, <laughs> I have to say it and bring it forward. So. That's why I had both of you on here. <laughs> You'd have just been like, you wouldn't have heard anything. So. Oh, man. And I've seen that in action when I was at Spark Conference uh, just June 2021, uh, just her connecting folks. And it was like just a nonstop celebration for those three days. And then I, I had the honor of uh, meeting up with her and Ian at Podcast Movement. And then we went to the, the mixer that that first evening, Tuesday evening, uh, which was basically her party. And, uh, so it was like every, every interaction I've had with spark media has been a celebration, a let's get together, let's connect. Uh, and not so much about look at me, look at me, look at me. It's like, look at what we're doing together. Look at so-and-so's success, the awards, uh, ceremony at the end of spark conference. Uh, that was everybody celebrating each other, uh, you know, cause you, you had to be nominated by somebody and then you had to be voted on by the community and the folks beyond that community. So, uh, everybody who had won some kind of recognition, it was truly that community that spark, uh, collective and spark community doing that. And I, I can, I can see that, uh, in, in the few times I've interacted with you both that you are creating that environment, that safe space for folks to synergize and bounce ideas off each other, get excited for each other. And, uh, the, the collaboration I've seen, uh, you know, we mentioned the Watsons earlier, um, you know, the two of them, uh, Nick Ruffin, um, oh man, the other two folks I just met and I can't remember the names right now, but, uh, even at Spark Conference, the, the five or six of them, went off, had dinner together, and then in a living room recorded a uh, a group panel that became episodes on each other's shows. I'm like, man, that's so cool. Uh, and so I was getting fired up. And I think in any other situation, folks would be like, well, why they leave me out? I just met them. I thought they were cool. And it was like, that's not Spark. You know, they were all like, this is cool. Yeah, way to go. That is awesome. You just published a book. That's awesome. Hey, do you know so-and-so? She's a publisher. And, you know, you just see that going on. And, um and so if you hadn't heard that, I mean, you probably have, but if you hadn't heard it today, <laughs> this is me telling you, uh, it's, it's that, noticed. That flows, that flows from Misty. That really does. I mean, you know, the, you know, the saying, right? A company's, the company culture is, comes from the leader, right? Mm-hmm. It's, oh yeah. The, the, they drive that culture. So think of this representatively as a company, right? And it is a, it is a open Facebook community, a private Facebook community. It is a, it is a subscription website is a network it is a magazine all of those things like that culture and how that that feel mm-hmm. the way the conference feels right that was the one thing we heard time and time again was like this is the best concert i've been to i've been to 20 conferences this was i've never felt like i felt the holy spirit here i felt the love and the the, the kindness and tenderness for each other right well that only flows from one thing right it, it, that flows from her and so that culture being pushed out is it shows that that's the lord representing himself as that as that connector that that um that compassionate leader right is flowing out of her mm-hmm. through that and I, I i see that because i see how hard she works behind the scenes to get all these people um enabled and empowered and connected right and uh it's it, it's a lot of work um she's she, she looked at me a few times and goes 
I, I got myself a job. Why did I do this? Like, <laughs> how did I get myself a job? Like, I, I, I could have just been playing tennis, you know, and doing whatever. But eating lunch it's with not, my friends, yeah. <laughs> hanging so, out. It's so not you, right? So oh, yeah. um, you can't not do that. Um, so yeah, nice. Now we'll say. And I want to say one thing real quick. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, but oh, no. I really loved at the award ceremony that you just showed up guerrilla style and started a podcast and interviewing people in the room. So I, I wish we had some, we might have some video of it somewhere, I think, oh, but I, you got to put that out. I love seeing you. You just set up at the table right there and just started any, right when the awards were over, like you got set up. I thought, how appropriate is it that you're just going to, you know, uh, interview people on a podcast at a podcast conference at the award ceremony for podcasting. I thought that was great. I love that Thank you did you. that. <laughs> I, I got the idea from uh, Jared Easley, who uh, founded Podcast Movement. Uh, he didn't. He doesn't do it at his own conference, but he goes off to like FinCon and a couple other places and just interviews them right there on the spot. And I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. I want to do that someday. Or he'd you know meet up with some friends in another city and they would just record in a coffee shop. And I'm like, that sounds cool. Like they're probably not even eating food or drinking coffee. They're probably just clinking plates and cups together every so often. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded yeah. Um, and so I thought that'd be great. So I did that at, um, another conference and it, it worked out really well and coming right off of that awards, um, awards ceremony, uh, was perfect because everybody was hyped up and, um, you know, I was able to interview one person and tell her what the show was about. And then she, uh, I think it was Michelle Watson actually turns around and brings Paul Hastings up to the mic. And then Paul turns around and gets, uh, Gloria Guadron up to the mic. And then they, somebody grabbed, uh, who was it that got the, the people's favorite? Uh, she has the podcast about pornography. Paula. No, oh, no Rosie um, McKinney. Rosie, Rosie McKinney. Fight yeah. for love. Yeah. Yes. Fight for love. So somebody yeah. grabs her because we were talking about like what was the most downloaded episode for Beyond the Run. I was like, it was the one where we had this guy talk about pornography and uh, sexual impurity uh, among men. And they're like, oh, you need to get Rosie on here. And then somebody dragged her up there and got her on the mic. And, and so it was like four or five people back to back to back. Like whoever was on the mic went ahead and grabbed somebody else to get on the mic who got somebody else to get on the mic. And I thought, this is brilliant i should have done this the whole time and like just do full-on episodes so uh that that might be my strategy in 2022 just go to two or three conferences um it's like spark and just set up gorilla style and right there that's like five or six weeks worth or 10 weeks because everybody there specifically spark conference it has some sort of story of coming out of a rut you know they they either hit rock bottom or they got stuck in life and then had it on their heart to get out of that rut and now that story, that testimony is what's bringing other people out of the rut. And I'm like, that's exactly what the show's all about is, <laughs> you know, how did your story, uh, what was your story of getting out of a rut? How do you help people get out of the rut? Um, what are some of those success stories? What are some of those practical advice uh, pieces that you can give folks who are listening in? And a Christian podcast conference has just a, a wealth of stories like that. And uh, I would have been dumb not to bring the microphone. <laughs> Well, and the funny thing is, Jerry, is that that's exactly how I started my podcast mm. was I went to a conference and I recorded in the in my hotel room in the pre-conference because oh, I had yeah. all of these women who were there who had all of these stories. And so I took my mic, I set it up in the hotel room. I still have those episodes up. They're really rough in comparison to to where I'm at now in my podcasting journey. But it was it was like uh, Chris Kermitza says it, you know, start ugly. 
ugly. It was ugly yeah. when I started. It was, uh, but it was all of these people who had these messages. And so I think conferences are a great place to to get started. And um, similar, you know, people have stories that they want to share. And mine were about the struggles. I'd interviewed all these people and their struggles, but we talked about how God saw them through, just like you, beyond the rut. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just got to get out there, get those stories, share them with other people. Um, so what's next on the horizon for Spark? Yeah, so we are, um, you know, working on the next issue of the magazine. So we're doing a quarterly issue of the magazine. And the intent of that is really to continue to amplify the voice of of Christian podcasters. It's been really well received. And so we're really excited about that. We want it to be a a, a publication that it has tips and and tells the story of the podcaster, but also has encouragement in there. So, so we're working on the next issue. Um, we've loved our partnership this year with the NRB that worked out really well. So we are um, we're working out what spark will look like next year at the NRB because um, we want to partner with them again, probably just in a pre-conference type capacity or maybe a one day, half day event Mm -hmm. so that we can take advantage of everything happening at the NRB. One of the things that we did there was the live podcasting on the NRB floor and um, they want to expand that from four podcast booths um, to, you know, two or three times the size. So I want to be able to take advantage of that because I was running around like a crazy person, you know, conference, interview, conference, this. I mean, I I did 12 interviews in between radio, television and podcast in between the events. So, yeah, I saw you scrambling almost the entire time. I was like, go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Peter, what do you see on the horizon for Spark? Um, You know, the idea there's there's when we kind of started this, we had we came up with seven offerings from spark right and so we've rolled out four of those i think uh and so there's three more coming Mm. that are already planned kind of really for furtherance of the community and teaching you'll be rolled for the remainder of the year and next year but i think um aligning with our partnerships is really um sort of crucial for us because we have a lot of them but ones that are for spark are going to really help it's always a mutual it's a partnership in that sense that it's mutually beneficial for everyone but how does that really focus to the core spark media and that's that's the future for us is making sure the not not that little for this um and not that i'm saying that start having all these partnerships in your life there's 50 things maybe not like the pay no that's not going to work and let's stay let's stay focused so i think those you know kind of those two two fronts for us are going to be crucial um because we want that message. We want it. We, it's all about the message, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. the, the message is um, uh, the most important piece and, and staying true to that, I think is going to be what, what we're really going to focus on. At least that's what I'm doing. I don't know. What yeah, no, I love it. You know, I always tell people, use your story to give God glory. And I want to help people to spark that soul message that they have, because we all have things that we're passionate about and we all have um, things that we can do to bring glory and, and honor to God. And so any way that I can encourage and inspire people to do that. Um, and spark has been a, a definitely a, a way for me to do that. So Perfect. That's the perfect spot to uh, close up our time as well. And uh, Peter, Misty, I'm so glad that you were able to take some time uh, on this long weekend to join us here on Beyond the Rut. Thanks, Jerry. This has been fun. Thank you so much, Jerry. Appreciate it. Now, we just heard from Peter and Misty as they shared their story about 
their struggles in trying to have children, raising a special needs child, and then venturing into a media company that helps other Christians start a podcast, thrive in their podcast, and get their message out into the world. Now, if you're inspired to learn more, check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 301. And there you'll find links to their website, a little bit more information about Peter and Misty, and you'll also see some similar episodes that we've done here on Beyond the Rut. Now, maybe we inspired you. Maybe we put somebody's name in your mind who would also love this episode. The best way to pay this show back is to pay us forward. So however you're listening to us, hit the share button on your device and send this episode to someone you feel would get a lot out of it, be entertained by it, be inspired by it. Any of those things would be awesome, not just for us, but also for the person you're sharing this with. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I'm looking forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.